0: to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Have you ever had a plan, a plan that you think is going to be great, and then one little part of it you didn't even think about happens and it messes the whole thing up? See, that's where Maddie is. Maddie has a plan, and the plan is that she and two of her best friends are going to spend the night at her grandparents' empty vacation apartment that's in her town, and they're only there like for holidays and for the summer, so she's super stoked. She's got this whole thing worked out where she is going to bike ride over after school with some snacks and stuff that they're going to stay up all night watching TV and stuff, And her friends are going to say they're at each other's houses spending the night. And Maddie is going to play off the fact that her parents are divorced. So she's supposed to be going to the one parent's house, but she says, oh, hey, can I stay longer at my one other parent's house? And so basically each of her parents says, yeah, that's fine, not realizing that she's not going to be with either one of them. So that all goes great until she gets a call or a text from her friend saying that the one friend went home sick. And so now their whole alibi is going to fall apart because obviously, you know, the one girl is going to stay at the other one's house and that's not going to work. So Maddie finds herself alone at her grandparents' apartment because obviously she can't go back to either one of her parents' houses now because, you know, that was her whole alibi. So she just kind of, you know, still has a decent time, but it's not quite as much fun as it would have been until around midnight, there is a pounding on the door and she overhears some people talking in the hallway, kind of like, is anybody there? And someone's like, oh no, they only come on, you know, for certain holidays and vacations, that kind of thing. And she doesn't think a whole lot more about it, but it does kind of freak her out a little bit. She forgets to charge her phone or plug her phone in. So the next morning when she wakes up, she sees she has a ton of missed messages and phone calls. And as she starts listening to them and reading them, she realizes that something major happened in her town while she was sleeping. So major that everyone has been evacuated from it. This freaks her out. She gets on her bike and starts pedaling to home. Nobody is there. She goes to her dad's place. Nobody's at her dad's place. And what's really upsetting, of course, is that both of her parents left messages saying, hopefully we'll see you later on, thinking that she is with the other parent. Neither one knowing she is completely by herself. I pedal down the street toward the center of town. I ride around clothing, photo albums, potted plants, alarm clocks, baby toys, frame pictures, laptop cases, cell phone chargers, sleeping bags. I come to the parking lot for the park and ride on the corner by the megachurch. Half packed suitcases lie open on the sidewalks. This must be where they loaded everyone onto the transports. What did Mom call it? The embarkation point? If the streets and the sidewalks are any indication, it looks like people had to leave a lot of belongings behind. I coast around the street searching for signs of anyone. Hello? Anyone here? Hello? Hello? Can anyone hear me? I get off my bike and turn in circles. I scan every direction for movement of any kind. Sounds come from the bus shelter. I run hoping someone is still there. Place compromised devices here. At the shelter, labeled cardboard barrels overflow with cell phones. I hear a ring. Run from one barrel to the next, dig inside to find the ringing phone. It stops. All I can hear is my own desperate panting. I sit down on the hard pavement, surrounded by cell phones and abandoned luggage. I cry. A thought so terrible. I dig my own phone out of my pocket. Speed dial mom. It rings in my ear. A few seconds later, Scott Joplin's The Entertainer, mom's special ringtone for me, comes from one of the barrels. I cry out. Eyes blurring and breath shallow. I speed dial dad. A barrel rings. I dial Paul and Jennifer and Emma and Ashanti. The barrels keep ringing. All the cell phones have been left behind. Maddie realizes no one knows that she isn't with one of her parents. And with that realization comes another. How long will it take for them to find that out? What is going on? Why have all the people been taken away? And just who might come and save her? Alone by Megan E. Freeman